Hey sisters, this is Gretchen. I know you absolutely love coming here and listening to stories about other sisters, but we know you probably have a really good one too. So if you and your sister or best friend or pet squirrel, I don't know, no judgment, your sister's your sister, have a great story that you would love to be featured on this podcast, please send it to us at heysisterspod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram at Hey Sisters Podcast and let us know your story. And maybe we'll be featuring it soon in an upcoming episode. Bye, sisters. Take three of okay. the Emily timeline catch up. Timeline. Because there's a lot of characters. Okay, here three. we go. Lavinia is the cool younger sister. What? No, 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 no. This makes sense. I'm making it make I keep trying okay. to pull Lavinia in. That's okay. the problem. Okay. So. I feel like maybe I wasn't ready. <laughs> Get out of my room. Hey, sisters. Hey, sisters. It's Jesse And Gretchen. And we're together in a room today telling stories about sisters. By sisters. For everyone. Everybody. One. Every. Every I can't one. wait until we say that at the same time correctly. Yeah, you think we could get it right in the or room together. Or practice it. Maybe I can put a post-it up here that says, a say these things. I don't cool. have a post-it, but I got tape and paper. Tape and paper. Tape, no, and, tape paper. and paper. The original post-it. It could make a comeback. Tape and paper could make a comeback? <laughs> I don't think tape and paper ever really left. I don't think don't call it a comeback. Tape and paper. Tape and paper. So, as you probably figured out, Gretchen is visiting me. I am. And I'm very excited about that. I know. We haven't hung out without little ones in five years. I know. And it is fun to hang out with the little ones. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it is. But there's just an ease when it's just the sisters, especially now that we both have such strong businesses of our own. True. And having this downtime to, like, work quietly if we want to, podcast together, which has been amazing and simple and yeah it's been a lot less yeah a lot less meet me here let's do this thing well the reason we started it is so we would have time to hang out it's not that we're hanging out we're getting a heck of a lot of work done it's kind of nice yeah it is and we are marathon recording so if we sound very similar <laughs> i was about to say so if we're wearing the same thing as yesterday that doesn't make any sense no at one all. would care <laughs> and we'll know the beauty of podcasting side note um maybe our next one we'll we'll try out the the soda stream not champagne. That's true. Yeah. So Gretchen told me I needed to put wine on the soda stream. I have a soda I got, stream that I, got I love. Tidbit from my aunt, who was like, basically, you can make champagne out of anything. Now, before anyone starts rolling their eyes, yes, I understand. Champagne's only from you the can champagne put bubbles in anything, right? Yeah, you can make anything a bubbly. So we're going to uh, challenge that yeah. prerogative. We're going to use some peaks of otter. Winery, not sponsored, but would love to would be. Cov, would Cove be. Would Cove be. <laughs> would Cove be. <laughs> would love to be sponsored. If you are a Virginia if or you're Texas, a, winery, a winery, honestly, if you want to send us wine, we will see if it goes bubbly well. Like, that's just the and deal. And we'll talk about it. And even if it doesn't, we'll love your wine, I'm sure. Yes. Well, I'm very excited about that. Okay, now that we have wines. just, like, totally, like, yeah, okay. But, blah, 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 blah. Take oh, two. Oh, we got your rewind noise, Gretchen. Would you like to be the announcer? Too? Not today, but if you want me to, I can tell them what you're talking about. 
Um, okay, I'm talking about Emily Dickinson and her sister and sister-in-law. Why are you whispering? So that you can tell them. She's talking about Emily Dickinson and her sister and sister-in-law. Well done. Okay, that got a little I'm Johnny Bravo. I, don't, I know. I'm not. That was I, bad. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't yeah, feeling I it. could tell. Um, so yes, today we are talking about the poet Emily Dickinson. If you hear like random bells type noises, it's my cat going absolutely nuts. Your cat hates me. No, he, no, loves, he loves you. Me, He's obsessed but he with you. I'm fake. It doesn't know what to do when I'm here in person. That's true. That's true. He comes running like, when Gretchen's on the phone. He comes tearing through the house to see her on the FaceTime. So I'm like, what, 20 times larger than I am on the phone? That's true. how big is an iPhone and how many of them? Am- yeah. I'm going to calculate that way. He probably talking. thinks that you're like delectable Keep and telling you're me. too big for him to kill now. Keep telling me and I'll tell you how many iPhones I am tall. Okay. Well, so anyway, we're talking about the poet Emily Dickinson, her sister Lavinia, and her sister-in-law, Susan. So there's a show on Apple TV called Dickinson, and they get a lot of things right. They get some things wrong, and they take liberties with a lot of things. They have done a lot of research. They have used preeminent scholars in Emily Dickinson's life to – how many iPhones are you tall? Ten and a half. <laughs> Thank you, ten and a half. Um, but they have this show – that's like a lot of it's, it's surprisingly some what was of it the show is because admittedly I was you very were measuring yourself with iPhones. But what iPhone is it? Is it an iPhone 13? Like, would you be different on an 11 like Pro Max? Like a 13 Max? Pro Max. Well, here's an 11 Pro Max. See how many? No, 11? Okay. I do not need to get more distracted than I am. Okay. The show is Dickinson because I do want to watch this show. Oh, I'm it's asking. so good on Apple TV. Yes, Dickinson is the name of it. Also, can I just say I didn't have Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever they're. Netflix platform is. Yeah. Just totally mess that one up. We're not going to get sponsored it's called by Apple, Apple now. So there it's you go. Apple TV. Okay. Um, anyway. And I, Netflix is not streaming video. You know, it's not synonymous. You know, potato Netflix. Okay. Um, but I have been, every show I've seen on there is super good. I love my So Apple I TV. will go watch Dickinson if it's on Apple it is. So it is so I'm good. I'm excited to watch this now. But I don't know um, anything about it, so I'm also excited to hear well, I have, about Emily Dickinson. I have always been a fan of Emily Dickinson. I like the way she writes. So as, you know, from the 1990s when I first learned about her in high school to now, the research that's been done has been really, really cool. Um, oh. She had a little sister named Lavinia who is also super cool in her own right. So when I learned about Emily Dickinson, I knew that she had a friend named Susan and that her little sister existed. But, and we'll go, we'll, st- we'll do it all kind of from an Emily perspective. Um, she was born in 1830. Lavinia was born in 1833. So they're only three years apart. And they are from Amherst, Massachusetts. They do have an older brother named Austin, who was just kind of a dud. But he's also a brother. We don't talk about brothers. We're right. I'm just let, making sure you know that they had a brother. And he's the reason why we don't talk okay. about brothers. I mean, if a brother wanted to be a sister, we'll talk about him. But he wanted to be a brother, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, he was a brother through and through. Okay. Um, so she was very social when she was younger. We're taught a lot that Emily Dickinson is this, this recluse who squirreled away from the world. Yeah. What what do you think? When I think of Emily Dickinson and granted, I have not done anything further than what I was forced to do in school. I definitely think of reclusive, quiet, like not. No, I just like a spinster. She never got just married. Sitting in a room writing. Yeah, sitting very in a room boring. writing, obsessed very with death boring. and yeah. loveless. Yeah. Um, she was very into death. 
she well that not, doesn't I wouldn't make say her death. boring that does not make her boring it wasn't that she was into death it's that she wanted to explore all the human condition and part of that is death okay part of it is yeah. love too so she wrote when she was about seven when she was almost 17 she said i'm growing handsome very fast indeed i expect i shall be the belle of amherst when i reach my 17th year i don't wow. doubt that i will have crowds of admirers at that can age. we just like copy that and give it to every 16 year old to yes. say as an affirmation in the mirror every morning absolutely that's amazing i love that i don't doubt that i will have crowds of admirers at that age i just like i'm growing handsome very fast <laughs> look how lovely what i am do you want she's talking to the cat not me sorry Oh, well, that's like, just what he's... So he just fast, jumped up on, on me. Gretchen. He's really curious. Just pick him up. He didn't like that earlier. Well, pick him up by his armpits. Just like you would a kid. <laughs> okay. What? I've never referred to a cat's armpits, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, just like a kid. Come here, armpits. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Moving along. Leave the cat alone. Um, so she was... Really social, and then she got a little bit more selective. She had a lot of friends, um, one of whom was named Susan Gilbert. She also had a lot of guy friends, and she got Did you at have least, crowds of admirers? She did, because <laughs> she got at least one marriage proposal, like, out of the blue. Also, let's just talk about the... I'm a life coach, side note. Let's just talk about the fact that she claimed that stuff ahead of time, and it happened in her life. Yes. Manifest... So, not totally. manifest destiny, just manifest. <laughs> no, no, those are very different yes, things. Yes, yes. You can manifest. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, That's super cool. So in this ages 19 to like 23, 24, she has this circle of friends. They, now in this show, and I will reference the show rarely, but in this one, in the show, they show them as having like these wild parties. Like, let's get drunk, let's party. They probably did. They were in a college town. They were, um, there, there was no, there were no abolition, like not abolitionists. What's the word? Teetotalers. That's the like, word. Where did this come from? No, they, they weren't like teetotalers, they were right? They like, were, they were having, they were young and having fun. Right. They weren't anti-slavery parties. Right. No, they were just, um, parties. let's get drunk. Okay. Um, although this is about, about the time of the civil war, so. They probably were Maybe there were some abolitionists. Well, Emily was pretty staunch about her abolitionist stance. And but I don't think abolitionists equals drinking parties. Right, no. Those are very different no, yes. things you may yes. be involved in. You so could Venn diagram Susan, them. You could Venn And Emily Dickinson them. would be right in the middle. Yeah, probably. So this whole thing is about a Venn diagram. It is. <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Venn. So we're done. All right, bye, guys. Bye, sisters. Rude. rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so she... Met all these people. She had this big social life, but then she started to reel it in. Now, there's some theories about that that we'll go over later as to why she kind of went to the spending time in a dark room. Because hmm. she definitely did go that way. Um, and that's the part when she probably was writing her book, so that's why we know about it. Well, yes. no, not at all. We only ah. know of her poetry because her sister. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is to give him something. This is a very distracting. He wants something. Here, give him a toy. Okay. I apologize to the listeners of this podcast. I apologize to the editor who has to hear my random stuff because I'm so distracted by your cat. That's me. Your fault. That's true. Okay. I'm going to focus in and try not to get distracted by this cat. Okay. 
so Emily was writing at this time. She was writing a lot at this time. She was writing letters. She was writing poetry. She had this big moment where she and her father got in an argument because she was reading newspapers. She was reading books. She was writing a lot. And he wanted her to go out and be social. And I'm going to quote her again. She's, she wrote in her journal that my father buys me books he doesn't want me to read. So their house mm-hmm. was full of learning. But it wasn't necessarily for the girls. That's not that he didn't want them to have an education. It was just that he didn't like the independent thought that came from the education he provided. Okay. At least that's the theory. It wasn't like fun reading, too. I mean, how old was she when she was this? um, She was like, I don't know when that was written, but it was around, it was from the same journal that she wrote in when she was 19 ish. So when I was 19, like, I didn't want to read my school stuff. I had to read my school stuff. Yeah. So I read a lot for for pleasure. If I was reading for pleasure, it was not like stuff her dad would buy. And he was a lawyer. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't read yeah. and later, past law cases for fun. Well, and that's something that the show gets right is like he's a lawyer. Later he's considering a political life. So the things he's bringing into the house aren't like. Light. Light fair. Right. It's not necessarily Dickens. Um, so... Okay, for the record, I'm sorry. I can't let that one just go. What? I do not consider Dickens light reading, just for the record. Oh, I do. Okay, we are very different. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I'll accept that. So it's not, um... It's very formulaic. What's his notebook face? What's his... Nicholas Sparks? Yeah, so it's not You mean the Thomas Kincaid of the writing world? (laughs) Yes. It's not Nicholas Sparks. He's not bringing Nicholas Sparks. No, he's not bringing Nicholas Sparks in the house. Okay. You're still Sorry, trying. I just couldn't let that one lie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so she's spending time mostly with Sue and her friends, but a lot with Susan Gilbert. Susan Gilbert swiftly becomes her BFF. Meanwhile, Lavinia, her three years younger sister. Her BFF or her like that time, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, BFF? Well, kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, BFF. Am I, am I overstepping? You're a little overstepping. Okay, okay, we'll okay. get to I'll it. I'll back off. I'll back off. Lavinia is... Totally admiring her sister. Like, my sister's social. She's doing all this cool stuff. Mm. And she's kind of following in her footsteps. Don't nod like I did that. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you kind Can of had that relate? look. Mm. <laughs> I totally, I totally figured that. Like, that's Of us. course she did. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all right. Right. Um, That was a fun thing. I don't that know. Was, what, that, what, was what, that was weird. That was very good. So she's getting, Emily's getting a little rebellious. Lavinia is, of course, following in her footsteps. And it has to be noted that Lavinia also got some marriage proposals, but never married. Mm. Emily never married. Lavinia quickly as. be like Emily. No. Um, (laughs) So Lavinia is learning that Emily's got some idiosyncrasies. Um, she's a little different. Now, I definitely identify with Lavinia in this part. She begins to take care of her sister a little <laughs> okay, bit. Okay, uh, okay. Organizes her life some. Uh, uh, no. Well, you are pretty organized in your own way. In my own way. It, that you are definitely. That you was are said perfectly. Definitely the Emily Dickinson here. Like, okay, I'll tell. So so far, I'll claim it. Yeah, yeah. She's like talking about how amazing she is in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got. Okay. So about 10 years pass where they're, she, Emily's getting more and more reclusive. Lavinia is helping take care of her sister, making sure she eats, making sure that she puts her pen down every now and again and Which goes Which literally happened, making sure that I eat recently. Yes. However, we almost both didn't eat. Because neither because of us neither could, of find, us our could find our credit cards. <laughs> like but Gretchen had cash. Two 
I know, and I never have cash. But you were the Lavinia in that situation. But we were so like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, that just reminded me of like, because you were very, okay, let's go get dinner. Yeah. Yep. On. I came home. <laughs> I don't have a car. Yeah. That was, that was a mess, but I'm sure they had their moments of mess too. But Lavinia is keeping an eye on her sister, keep an eye on their mom. Mom's sister dies, a brother dies. Like, there's a lot of things happening. There's also war winding up. So this is when Emily's Emily's stories become dark. Her poems become darker. Her letters become a little darker. That's the death part we know her for. Yes. Yes. The the death, I would not go to death, so death came to me type of thing, which is also really bold. Like, I wouldn't go, so it had to come for me. That's bold. Um, so by the time she's and 35, terrifying. yeah, but, um, and also like in, it, I know I keep saying, I'm not going to talk about the show, but in the show, the way yeah. that she, the way that they portray this going to death, this conversation with death and this familiarity with what the, at the time would be grotesque for a woman to be familiar with is really fascinating. I personally am fine with you talking about the show. Just don't do like these crazy spoilers. But if it's accurate about their life, you're going to get yeah, spoilers. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And there is, there's a lot that's anachronistic, but it's fun anachronistic. So I love the show. Emily's 35. By this point, she has written over the way, 1,100. Timely com- order. What? I was just defining your big word. Oh, okay. Do you want to do it where I'm not talking over you? Because you know what I thought it was. What? I thought you said acronym, and so I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. And so then when I figured it out, I was like, oh, my gosh. oh anachronism. Yes, anachronistic. Anachronistic, means... so out of time order. Out of time order, yes. So there's things like they like Lady Gaga it was pretty much not a musician in the 1830s. <laughs> what? I know. I hate to surprise you like that. <sighs> that acronym just threw me. So Emily's 35. She's written 1,100 poems, none of which have been published. She gives a handful to a guy she trusts and not like a guy that she's dating. Um, his name is Gib. Nope. Gib Otis. we'll get into later. Not, just, nope, not Dad. It's she's, Thomas. Why didn't I write I this can down? see her notes, which is why I'm being annoying and yeah, yelling super words. Super annoying. You are anachronistic in your notes and it's throwing you off. Speaking of the new big word we all learned, thanks to the Hey Sisters podcast. Tell your local spelling teacher that we are a cool podcast. Thomas Higginson. Okay. It's okay. I got you. I'll just do ads while you're. That's perfect. That's Thank you. So she gives a handful of, of her poems to Thomas Higginson, and he publishes them anonymously, some with her blessing, some without her permission at all, and she didn't know he had those. So that makes her become a lot more private. She hides her poetry. She squirrels it away in little places. She That's tucks kinda, it. That's kind of, like, poetry for her at that time was almost like her journal, too. So that it would was be like journal. someone publishing your diary. It wasn't almost like her journal. It, it was, was her, her journal. journal. So she would write, like, <laughs> if, if she was writing poems for you, she would make little booklets and draw on them and decorate them and write Aww. like it was your book. She called them. Classicals. Um, yes, because you've been cheating off my I'm notes. not cheating. When you see a word that looks like a body part of a man, <laughs> you're like, why did she write about that? That's not the right word. Yes. What were they called, Gretchen? Fascicles. No. Faxicles. <laughs> Whatever. Fascicles is really weird. Look at it, and if you didn't know how it was pronounced, and you were just pronouncing it phonetically, what would you say? I would still say fascicles because it looks like icicles, but with a fa. 
I-C-I-C-L-E-S. This is just a foss. So it's got a foss. Where's the other I? It's not It's not in there because we're talking about fossicles, not icicles. Fossicles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Sure, sure. I want to make you a fossicle for a Christmas. You're adding a C in there. <laughs> there is a coal. Okay. You're, you're adding a C. S F A F A S C I C L S. How would you pronounce it? You didn't even it? spell it right. F A S C I C L S E S. Okay, but it's silent. I don't spell silent letters. <laughs> Get out. Fascicles. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. so decorated poetry book. Yes. Fascicle. Her, her little fascicles, <laughs> fascicles she made for people. So she would show them to Lavinia and she'd show them to Susan. The fascicle. The two, two women closest to her heart, her sisters. Gave Speaking them of, Austin starts. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, Austin starts courting Susan, and Emily gets very upset. And she even writes about like a dark period in her life that Austin's happened. Austin's her brother. Yes, gotcha. that happened right around the time Austin and Susan got married. So in these these master Austin and Susan letters, got married, but Susan was her wink wink nudge nudge friend. Yes, her wink wink That's nudge nudge good. friend. So Emily <laughs> is in love with Susan. That's something that is pretty much, it's not proven, but it is highly assumed. If you go read and like just Google them, just read the letters that she wrote to Susan. Susan's letters were not kept. But read the letters that she wrote to Susan if you want to. Yeah. Use your Google machine. Look them up. There was no part that I really teased out. But in 1858 to 1861, she had this, um, what she said was, I had a terror since September. I could tell to none. Mm. And there's also parts. they got married in September? uh, No, I don't know that they got married in September. Oh, I thought you meant, oh. Around the time that they got married is when she enters this dark phase. But there's also theories that she had, so she died from Bright's disease. Who? Susan? Emily. You say I'm all over the place. I am all over the place on this one. I will accept that. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, let's go back. Talking, so, 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 so Susan and so Susan's letters. Yeah, start. We need like a little, a short little timeline recap here. Okay, let's recap because Emily's dead, and then she writes a poem to Susan. No, no, I <laughs> I fast forwarded just because it's so tragic. That's my problem. Okay, there is a love triangle <laughs> between Emily and Susan, and Susan and Austin. Emily but Susan is not reciprocated onto Emily. Yes, the assumption is that now it is reciprocated because we found now, I, some letters. Now Okay, okay. Now in the modern study of these letters. So actually, let's skip the timeline because that I think you're holding back on is cuz it's we are being anachronistic. Anachronistic? Dang it. Who's Anno? And what is her last name? Chronistic. Why am I so... Hello. My name's Anno-Chronistic. Okay. I feel very sorry for our listeners. Do we need to start over? No. No, no. Okay. So up until this point, Emily and Susan met when they were about 19. Gotcha. Austin begins courting Susan. Okay. Emily is in love with Susan. We don't know where the reciprocation is for Susan but we do know that she accepts all of Emily's love letters. Cool. Gotcha. And we also know that nowadays, when we look back on those love letters, there are things that have been censored out to the point of cutting the page. 
Ooh. So by Susan? We don't know that it was by Susan. It could have been by Austin because he saw them. It could have been because I know that there was animosity between Austin and Emily for okay. some unknown reason. He was also just kind of not that great of a brother. He was pretty selfish. Mm-hmm. So she Susan could have edited it to preserve her. You know, this is not a time when everybody's really open to lesbian relationships. So she could have edited it to preserve it herself. There's some that the ink has been spilled on. Gretchen's laughing at something. What did you? What are you laughing at? I just got. I just got the most text message of my life. I sound like I'm crying with this eye. So when I'm laughing hard, I try to talk. What was? So my daughter's. Why is this the hardest thing we ever recorded? Is a damn timeline. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but, but fair enough. The timeline's over, and then you got the text. I'm trying message. to find a Susan quote, and this text comes in that my daughter, who's going to a school whose mascot is Eagles next year, told the pastor of our church that she's going to Hawk School. So I think my daughter thinks that we're putting her in school, be it whatever that person is that has a hog on their arm. Oh, a falconer. Yeah. <laughs> So I think she has a book about this. And so I think she thinks she's going to school to become a falconer next year. Oh, she's going to be super disappointed when okay. all she gets math I'm, worksheets. I know. I know. Okay. Oh. I'm sorry. That threw you. I was really trying to behave, too. Oh, man. <sighs> so. But I did find some of the, the words that you're talking about in these poems are very. They're evocative. They are. I mean, you can Google this. It's like. I mean, there was certainly love for Susan by Emily. Yeah, and it's just, like, hide away here in dear Susie's bosom. I know love and rest. I would never go away. So all these people that are like, Emily Dickinson wasn't a lesbian. What are you talking about? She was just a lonely lady. I think they're wrong. But at that time, weren't they the same thing? Mm, probably not, because what happens under they had the a corset potential stays be, under the corset. Yeah, but, I mean, the stuff like forced marrying because that's what you're supposed to do. It yeah, yeah, yeah. potential yeah. to be Yeah, married. and I have to hand it to her that she never got married. She did um, <clears throat> have a patron of sorts who people think she had a relationship with. His name was Otis Lord. He was, like, 40 years her senior. Whoa. If, I, I'm, I'm yeah. estimating that, but he was oh. much, much older than her. This is another letter. Susie, will you indeed come home next Saturday and be my own again and kiss me as you used to? Like, that's not hidden behind any kind of disguise of poetry. Like, I think it was reciprocated. Personally, myself, founded on nothing but letters. If she used to kiss her? Yeah. Probably reciprocation. Susan had Austin's kids. But, the, again, there's the, the marriage by obligation, the children yeah. by obligation. But, I mean, and I know it sounds like we're going down this, like, Emily and Susan rabbit hole, but sisters are not always Well, she's her blood. sister-in-law. Right. Like, sister, and I feel like there's a lot Thank of Thank goodness she's her sister-in-law. Right. Um, but this whole mystery of who is Susan, why is Susan, ultimately, she was a muse for Emily. No matter what the relationship was actually like, physically, emotionally, she was amused. Susan was given gifts of poems and throughout their entire relationship, which was like 40 years, they 
corresponded. Now we don't have many of Susan's or any, I don't think, of Susan's letters to Emily. So she might have been the dirty talker. And she also may have burned them all, which seemed to be in Well, fashion. here's the thing. <laughs> when Emily died, Lavinia burned her sister's correspondence. Really? Because Emily said, when I die, burn my letters. So it could have been that she didn't censor them wow. like Susan did. But also, even if it was just letters, prose, people of that time who were writers... We know this from other stories, wrote amazing stuff just in their letters. Yeah, their, their letters so were think beautiful. about the lost literature. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeesh. But Lavinia is a good sister. She's a dedicated sister. And <clears throat> as Emily got older and older, it's theorized that she had some form of epilepsy or some form of agoraphobia, bipolar disorder, Um she referred frequently to a funeral and a sickness being in her brain. Sounds like depression. A funeral in your brain? That was a great way to describe depression. Like, that's yes. what an author would say. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people... But we also know that her nephew had epilepsy. Mm. A hereditary form of epilepsy. Mm. So... And epilepsy isn't always, like, grandma seizures. Sometimes it's just very right, minor yeah. little... Yeah. yeah. Right. It looks like you're zoning out, especially in adults. So... Um, she had something going on, and that's why also Lavinia took care of her. So she was, she was a very Lavinia was a very dedicated sister to a very brilliant mind. Emily said that Lavinia had an inciting voice, so she could move mountains just by speaking. So Emily might have been the writer, but Lavinia yeah. was the speaker. In this day and age, they could be podcasters. They could. God hopes they would do something better with their life. Oh my gosh. Like I like the one where it's a, a, a brilliant speaker and a brilliant writer. And I'm just like making a garbage fire of their lives. Um, yeah. We're like, Oh, Emily Dickinson. She could have been a podcaster. Um, but my favorite picture of Lavinia, she's staring directly into the camera with a cat who was also staring directly into the camera. And I'm like, Lavinia, I feel you girl. She's oh my, my favorite. Um, but she did. Burn Emily's letters, and as she was kind of cleaning up and dismantling Emily's room, she found poems everywhere. Really? Just, like, filling the desk all over the place. And she said, okay, we're going to publish. She's been afraid of this her whole life. We're going to publish it. So she wrote to people that were far away. She went to Susan and said, please, can I get Emily's letters? And Lavinia did the work of gathering it in and keeping all that stuff. And Gretchen just found a picture of, is that Lavinia? It's supposed to be, but she looks like she's photoshopped and she's holding a fox. That says Emmett Lee Dickinson. (laughs) Is that what you've been talking about? Emily? Emmett Lee. Oh, Emmett Lee. Oh, I'm a moron. Someone just took me for a ride. It's it's okay. I was looking for the cat picture. It's on the Emily Dickinson warehouse. That's, I thought they were looking in the camera. That's an even better one. That's a This one, she's holding the cat and like giggling over its head. She looks really fun. She was, they were both really cool. She also looks a lot like, what is that actress? Saturday Night Live fame rose to fame melissa you know somebody else if you write in and tell us no one's gonna write in. um on, i'll find out 
what I really like, like I love how just like together they were and supportive they were of each other. You didn't cross one without meeting the other. Um, And Lavinia, after Emily's death, got very like, no, this is how we're going to do it. You over there who stole our land, you're giving us our land back. Like she really blossomed. Um, And she died about 100 years a little over 100 years? No, 10 years after. Melissa Villasenor. But that's not who I was thinking of. Okay, then I can't help you. I'll find it. And you'll be like, holy, you're so right. In the 13 years between Emily's death and Lavinia's death, Lavinia did so much work to preserve the estate, including making sure that their home would be preserved. So, Which it is very well, right? You can it is, see it yeah. Now. You can go to the Emily Dickinson house. Maya Rudolph. She looks nothing like Maya Rudolph. Girl. I would have ne- I think she looks more like Melissa Vigasenor than Hold Maya on. Rudolph. I'm going to put a picture of them up side by side on our Instagram. You do out. it. You do it. You can do that. Um, so Lavinia was Emily's warrior. And Emily honored and relied on her sister. And it's really sweet to see the things that they've, th- see the things that they say about each other. Um, and then we had the bonus sister who was also potentially a lover. Like, I think the major, the majority of scholars, I think the majority of scholars, especially You're distracted by this looking, I'm up. really distracted by you looking up stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not really, I think I'm just looking the, at the pictures. Okay. The majority of scholars recognize Emily and Susan as lovers. I mean, I didn't have to actually like when you said to look up Susan stuff, I didn't really have to look hard. Yeah, no, it's not hard to find. Bukus of information regarding the potential for them to be lovers. Yeah, I think it's interesting that it's like there's some people that are in the camp of we can't prove it, therefore it didn't exist. Mm. And then a lot of people are like, but how can you not prove it? Like it's all down to interpretation too. Like, kiss me like you did before on the forehead. I know. Like, I feel like that. There's no interpretation. We get it. I think. Yeah. This is. I think that's. This is a pretty interesting. I think it's fascinating. Well, and I don't think we're done learning. I about want it. to go watch Dickinson now on Apple. You Plus. should watch it now. There's a lot in there that's not a hundred percent true, but like with all art, sometimes you have to make things fit your narrative. Gretchen is currently swiping back and <laughs> forth between these two photos like it's her job. Like if she stops, a bomb will go off. Well, if you if you hard if you if you hard me, if you heard me get a little quiet, I was like, it was my job looking up these two pictures to prove to Jesse I was right. It was not, it was a job you accepted and put on yourself. What are those three rivers? One is definitely okay. Gretchen's talking about a painting that's in my <laughs> my this room. Is, this is gonna be too much. Well, it might be a good extra. Okay, so there's this painting. And it's, I know, I know the premise of this painting. Yes. I do. It's three separate canvas. I don't think that's the plural of canvas. <laughs> Canvases. I think it should be. There's three canvas. And there is, appears to be one blue line going through all three canvases that kind of links up and jags around. But <laughs> I know. Just going jagging. I know that they represent different bodies of water, different rivers. Different bodies of water. Bodies of water. Yeah. And I know one is from New Orleans. Yep. 
And I'm going to guess the other ones. Okay. One is a Savannah River? No. One is a river in New Jersey? No. Um, Let's go with the middle one. What's the middle one? The Virginia River. There's a river in Virginia. Okay, but think about where we are right now. Mississippi. Oh, no, that was the New Orleans one. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That was the New Orleans one. Yes, that's the last one. Okay. Where are we right now? The Roanoke River. Yep, that's the middle one. Okay. <clears throat> and so the one on the far right, I mean the far left is? Where else have you lived? The Galveston Bay. Oh, Lord. It's just that's a little thinner. A lot thinner. Okay. I'll give it to you. That's cool. Yeah, it's same shape, but thinner. Cool. It's a very cool concept. Um, I highly recommend you sell these on Etsy for people, just so you know. I don't want to do work for other people. I don't want to paint their rivers at all. But if you want a river, we're now sponsored by jesserivers.com. jesserivers.com. <laughs> I feel like that's a lounge singer. Jesse. Oh, Jesse Rivers. All right, well, well we've I, been recording I apologize for, for... Actually, no. I'm going to let you take the role for apologizing for the total time warp meltdown in the middle of this one. But if you're, well, you're editing, was, so I'm no one will know. It, yeah, but there was some chaos. I got ahead of myself. Thank you for joining us for Emily Dickinson mm-hmm. and Lavinia Dickinson and Susan Gilbert Dickinson. I very much enjoyed having this chaotic moment with you. It was awesome. Let's go make some uh, fizzy wagne. Let's do it. All right. Bye, sisters. Bye, sisters. Also, Wagne is how her, her daughter used to say water. Wagne. Why was that one going so high? I don't, I don't know, but it was impressive. <laughs>